0: Nine podcasts. I'm Elise. And I'm Tom. As Oscar Wilde once said,
1: ultimately the bond of all companionship, whether in marriage or in friendship, is conversation.
2: Welcome to our husband wife podcast, The Elliot Exchange. What could possibly go wrong?
0: Find out with us by tapping the follow or subscribe button on The Elliot Exchange, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome to the Elliot Exchange. Thanks for listening. We love your emails here, don't we, Tom? So send your email or audio message to elliotexchange at au. And we've got an email from Ron, Tom. He says, hi, Elise and Tom. What was your best age? What five years in a row was your favourite? For him, it was 11 to 16. Thanks, Ron.
0: Well, I've got a few. Obviously, when I met you, that started a wonderful five years of my life. That Just is, five that is five. ongoing All Only right. asked for the best 5Q range <laughs> But I, I would say in general I reckon 35 to 40 Really? Because if you take care of yourself at 40 You can still look like your Late 20s mm-hmm. But Sort of Really? Really? Well Well you could
2: Thanks uh,
0: But but I think you know, <clears throat> 35 to 40, you can be taken seriously. You know, you could be you could be a political leader like Jacinda Ardern over in New Zealand. You know, you could run a company. Um, so I and the problem is, like, I'm 55 now, and I'm in the last decade where, like, everything works.
2: Yeah, because you know, like the wheels really start. They do. Off.
0: Like, if I was a car, yeah. you know, you get rid of me now. You'd be a classic. Well. Or oh, could
2: I even trade you in? No,
0: you'd, I'd be traded in. For Because you'd say, you'd say, look, it's not worth much. It's not going to be worth anything. It's <laughs> terrible. It, no, not everything works anymore. There's yeah. better, newer technology out yeah. there. Yeah, replacement Let's parts, too
2: expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's classically thought around the age of 28, women are in their prime. And that's also according to traditional well, Chinese in, medicine.
0: In, in Louisa May Alcott's book, Little Women, mm. Yes. The appropriate age for a woman compared to a husband is half the husband's age plus seven. So that would well, mean that works out with us. Twenty-eight plus, <laughs> so you you should you should be thirty-five.
2: Well, I am kind of sort of on sort of. in the inside. <laughs> Do you know? I know this sounds an aff, but my my favourite age is now. Is I it? really really mean that. I know, right? I just I feel like more than ever. I I know who I am and what I like. I'm leaning to say no a bit more. Still a bit crap at that. Yes. I'm really comfortable in my own skin. I'm happy with life. What about so when now, you wake
0: up in the morning and you like quite literally fall out of bed? Like I
2: know. I know. It's bad. You, you're and in everything. so much be- pain. I know. Everything begins to hurt. But I'm, I'm prepared to overlook that. So for me, Ron, it's right now. Tom, I believe in right of reply. Now, last week-
0: Do you? I don't.
2: You gave a sartorial slap to your colleague, the very handsome, talented, gorgeous Tony Tardio, about wearing work merch on the weekends-
0: Yes, and and for people who weren't listening, so I bumped into Tony on Sunday morning on the uh, very hip uh, Brunswick Street in Fitzroy, and Tony was wearing his 3AW nylon polo shirt tucked into a pair of shorts with long socks and runners. This
1: is where I I butt in here, all right? It's true that I was wearing the nylon top. Yes. Uh, It's true that it was in uh, whatever it was, Smith Street or whatever it was. Brunswick Street. Brunswick Street. What's not true is that it was tucked into my shorts. It was tucked in. <laughs> right. That so, is an outright lie. So
2: Tony has actually joined us as a right of reply. I must say, Tony, you are wearing 3AW merch. Yeah,
1: I like this top here.
2: Actually, I know, right? Anyways. But that, but it's a work day.
1: Well, see, with the white and my tanned skin <laughs> and the blue, I reckon it looks fantastic. And I'd ask people out there listening to see what uh, what they think. Anyway, can I just clarify? Yes. I had gone to have a cup of coffee. Yeah. On my own. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And I was coming back. I I, I I wasn't intending to stop anywhere. I wasn't sitting down anywhere. I yeah. just grabbed the first top that I saw, yeah. and I put it on. Then I see <laughs> the, I see from a distance this guy. All I saw, to be honest with you, was the point of a nose, <laughs> sort of running across the road, like not even running but shuffling across the road, mm, yeah, like yeah. Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I heard him say, Tony. And uh, he had like terry toweling.
2: Yeah, I know. So he had a peach terry toweling. I know. And so I say.
1: It's not peach. Does he wear terry toweling to bed?
2: It's it's not peach. It's coral. So this is a case of people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I mean, how dare you cast fashion aspersions? at Tony, when you were wearing. Peach, coral, Terry Towling.
0: Well, uh, can I just say in my own defence, Terry Towling has had a major renaissance. And, and <laughs> if you go into any shop these days, all the young people are wearing Terry Towling.
1: The only time I have bottoms. ever worn Terry Towling was when I used to play cricket and I played under 16 South Marine Yeah, you would have worn the hat. And I had the Terry Towling yeah, white hat. That's right. And they have had a comeback no too. No pants, no shirt. But well, you wore no pants no. playing cricket? No, I'm... There you go, he misconstrues stuff. No, i just repeat what you say. I've never had terry-toweling pants. I've never had a terry-toweling top, (laughs) underpants, shoes, anything like that.
0: The issue that you're still sidestepping here is that it was the weekend. It doesn't matter whether you were seeing people or not seeing people or whether it was Brunswick Street or somewhere else. The point is it's the weekend, it's your own time, and of all the clothes you have, you choose to wear the the 3AW clothes. And it was
1: a clean top. (laughs) Right. <laughs> so I thought I'll grab Wear this, it. all right, and yeah. I'll take it. Now Tom made a suggestion that I was trying to impress people by wearing. Does it work though, Tony? Does it work? Uh, I don't think it actually does. You did try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Elise, it is the uh, the festive season, uh-huh. or as some people might say the silly season, mm. and um, a, a prominent Sydney media identity was apparently over-refreshed at a, at a Christmas function and behaved in a manner unbecoming of his station. And and it does uh, raise, raise the question about like how you should behave, particularly at work Christmas parties. Now, what I do, I just don't go to them anymore. Because <laughs> That's the, your
2: way right, What, in case?
0: In case I do something wrong. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that I would, yeah. but if you remove yourself from the path of temptation, <laughs> like some office parties now, they don't serve alcohol.
2: Yeah, because they just
0: say, "Oh, we don't, we can we don't want to ply you with drink. We don't want to be responsible for what happens."
2: I had a, a terrible former boss drunkenly lurch up to me and whisper sweet, questionous things in my yes. ear at a Christmas party. I don't think that would be tolerated today, and obviously, clearly not. So I, I've made a little list of do nots for Christmas right, the parties. Don'ts. Yeah, the don'ts. I, I think do not drink because I just—it's just, just going to end in tears. I think you can have a
0: couple like oh. when I ran my own business it was all of. Six people there. Mm. Yep, one party. One of my uh, employees had too much to drink. He said, "Now, Tom, I've got some ideas for you. (laughs) Hear me out. Hear me out." (laughs) Half an hour later, yes, (laughs) yes, that's very interesting. Yeah, I'm writing it down. Yes, well, yeah,
2: yeah, that sort of leads me into my next one. Do not ask for a promotion. No, really bad. I really want that job.
0: I'd be be the right person and you know it. And then (laughs) don't put your finger in someone's chest, particularly your boss. Uh,
2: Do not sulk. No. You know, like. Don't be the sad sack at the Christmas party. Like one,
0: one year here at the radio station, I, we had a Christmas function and I went around the table and gave a little made-up story about how fabulous everybody was. I, why, I left, why was
2: it made up? Well, because some Aww. people
0: were less fabulous than others.
2: Mm. <laughs>
0: and I actually left someone out. I just – I don't know how. And, 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 in fact, Richard, who you hear laughing in the background, said, Tom, you
2: didn't mention James. And Was it James. Or did you make up that name?
0: No, it was a James. And he and he <laughs> subsequently left the business. And I i linked the two things because I failed to
2: mention what a good job oh, he'd done. James, that's anyway. awful. Do not get naked. Woo!
1: We're streaking. We're streaky.
0: Woo! I mean it seems self evident, but <laughs> there are people who do Suddenly think, you know what? Yeah, I look pretty is never, good. It's never,
2: ever a good idea to take your clothes I remember off going to at a m- Christmas party. My
0: parents used to have two Christmas parties each year. There was the, the, the uh, work colleagues one mm. and the friends one. And the friends one had a reputation of getting a bit, uh, um, a, bit, just went a bit over the top. And I remember seeing, you know, it was like a long lunch you know, at, at our house. And, you know, one year it was a hot day and people drank too much. And, uh, you know, suddenly people did start taking off their clothes. I remember seeing, you know, friends of my parents suddenly naked and jumping into the pool. (laughs) I thought, oh, wow, this is good being an adult, isn't it? (laughs) At Christmas time. And and one good family friend just – he didn't so much jump in as topple in and sank. (laughs) And he he sort of floated to the surface with blood pouring out of his head. And anyway, he came by the next day and apologised, you know, and he had his head
2: stitched up. (laughs) Good afternoon, Clive, if you're listening. (laughs) What happened to no names? This is disgraceful. Uh, The final one is do not photocopy body parts. You know when people think that's funny? Well,
0: can I tell you, I I once had a chat with a photocopy repair (laughs) man and he said, like, December was as busy as the rest of the year put together. (laughs) See? And and without going into too much detail, there Mm. are certain cleaning services required for the glass plate on the photocopier. (laughs) As well as replacement <laughs> of the cracked plate because,
2: right? <laughs> See,
0: someone has sat upon it.
2: Correct. And, and the other case. thing you
0: must never do is like if you do do that, don't leave fifty copies of your naked posterior sitting there in the in the photocopier <laughs> out tray.
2: And the final one, but then I don't know. The jury's out on this one. Don't be the guy in the the fun jumper, ugly. Christmas jumper. Oh, but then know. I think maybe do be that guy. I don't know. The jury's out on that one.
0: Well, if you think of Bridget Jones's diary. Yeah,
2: see, he was a big spunk and Co- he wore Colin that. Firth was oh, in that
1: and he wore a silly jumper. I just jumper. wanted
2: to snuggle him in that.
1: Perhaps despite appearances, I like you very much. Uh,
2: apart from the smoking and the drinking and the vulgar mother and the verbal diarrhea. No, I like mm. you very much, just as you are.
0: And, and Bridget Jones lusted after you yeah, from that see, point Yeah, see, I did onwards.
2: too. So, mm Good point I'll
0: tell you another thing Don't do Don't don't have a Christmas party On a boat
2: Yeah that's a great one Or a revolving restaurant But they don't exist anymore They don't exist
0: But we went out I I forget when it was But the middle of Port Phillip Bay Stormy night People drank too much (laughs) They were vomiting Over the side I know And the problem was Of course there was no escape I know And you think you're going out For a three
1: hour tour A three hour tour And you're not You're
0: living on a a desert island For the next ten years (laughs) Correct Making a car out of bamboo
1: (laughs)
2: Tom, the anxious wait is over for year 12s. Here in Victoria, the VCE results have been released. It is such a nerve-wracking wait, isn't it? Can you remember waiting for your scores?
0: Well, I can. I mean, they come out much more quickly now. They get texted to people, but they used to get posted to the local oh, no. post office, oh, no. and we'd sort of go there and wait, and then all open them together. In fact, when I was at university, they just put them up on a board, and you could see you know who had done well and who had done not so oh, that's well. that's like
2: public shaming, unless it's – in your case, where you, drumroll, top the state in all the subjects that don't actually require a soul, like accounting. commerce and accounting.
0: No, accounting, economics. Oh, sorry. Mathematics. Go. Yeah, great.
2: <laughs> um, I remember, yeah. I remember hearing my results over the phone. I must have been away. And it, 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 it worries me a little bit because I still, I have a lot of friends with children children, young adults in year 12. And they're gorgeous kids, but they still seem very young to me in so many ways. And I, I think this pressure that these numbers will dictate the rest of your life is a very overwhelming thing.
0: Years ago, I gave a talk at, um, I think it's the biggest private school in the Southern Hemisphere, Halebury College in yep. Melbourne. And they have several campuses and they gather them all together to you know receive the great words of wisdom from me. Anyway, one of the it was year 11 and year 12, so the final two years, one of the kids said, oh, how important is it to do well in my my final year? I said, well, you know, you'll be told it's important and you do want to do your best, but to be honest, once you leave school and then years down the track, it won't really matter anymore and no one will care. And after the talk, one of the teachers came up to me and they said, oh, that was a very interesting talk you gave, Tom. Um, just that bit at the end about the marks not mattering <laughs> is not quite the message we're trying to send to the parents who are paying, you know, $35,000 a yeah, year to send their point. kids to this school. Good point. But there is a lot of pressure. But I, I feel like, you know, in the old days, it sort of didn't matter. Like only a small proportion of people went to uni mm, and, you know, there was lots of jobs and it didn't it didn't really matter how you went in high school. I wonder these days, maybe kids put themselves under too much pressure.
2: I think so. I remember I did, like you, a couple of degrees and I felt pretty proud about that. But I remember in my first job, I got smacked down pretty quickly on my first day where a female colleague, wasn't the nicest lady in the world, but she said to me, the only thing university gave you is maturity. And I questioned that.
0: Right. Well, these days, of course, all the money is made by, you know, people who can unblock toilets and put up plaster Mm -hmm. and lay concrete. Ah, put a
1: concrete everywhere.
0: Human an insight. Which is, I think, a dying skill. And as far as I know, you don't even need Year 12, nor do you need a university degree to do any of those important things.
2: So our daughter's about five years off Year 12.
0: Well, <laughs> only four years off starting it, yeah. five years off finishing it.
2: But see, you've already got a little plan in place. You're a bit lurf, 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 right lurf about her education in particular. I mean, you've already planned it, where she's going to go to uni, poor kid. I no, mean- I, all I've done
0: is suggest some ideas that worked well for me <laughs> and that she might like to consider. Right. Now, um, did
2: you go to Oxford?
0: I did. <laughs> and interestingly, you know, the the, the college I went oh. to was quite keen to have the children of alumni oh, there. It's just a terrible anyway, intergenerational so, pressure. So my, I don't know about your parents, but my parents didn't – I don't remember them – Ever telling me to do my homework or anything? It was just up to me. A- so, where did
2: this disciplinarian come from? Well, well, I think.
0: Okay, so if you study something like accounting, yeah. I, I was quite good at accounting. Yeah, were you know, top? Yeah, it has to. The thing about the the uh, double entry system yes. and the debits and credits Hang on, is they. Do
2: we need some sexy music? Well, behind
0: this? I, I don't think it actually needs that. <laughs> and there's something very satisfying in accounting about it, it you know you've got it right when everything balances oh my God, that's the thing that's you have so like a t and it's a ledger and down the bottom the numbers match up and if they don't match up you put it in a thing called the balancing item oh, make it. but so it's right or it's wrong and i was quite attracted to that <laughs> Um, Why
2: does that not surprise me?
0: And, and maths is the same. Mm-hmm.
2: What was it like when it didn't
0: balance? Oh, it Did- was like you go back yeah, and you start doubting yeah, yourself and yeah, yeah, scribbling yeah. things out.
2: <laughs> Did uh, you short circuit?
0: It didn't happen very often. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so I, I think it, it, a lot of it would depend on what subjects you do. See, the yes. problem is if you're doing, you know, airy fairy subjects like oh, you can't know, English, <laughs> English <that> literature. <laughs> French. <laughs>
2: oh my god! Basically, Music. Basically, my year twelve. Yeah. Right. Well, there's no very, right and wrong. This You just listed four of yeah. my VCs. Well, subjects. But, but
0: I mean, you, you, you know, you, you, someone else has to sort of give a judgment on what what you've subjective done. Subjective, subjective. It doesn't balance, and you know it's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would think if if our daughter tends towards the, which I don't think she will, the the maths, accounting, that sort of thing, mm. there'll be some pressure to get it right. But if it's music and languages and poetry, I don't think it matters.
2: Tom, have you subjected yourself to the Harry and Meghan Netflix documentary?
0: Well, I call her Meghan and I watched five minutes of it before switching it off. And Mm -hmm. I mean, Netflix is getting what they wanted, which is lots and lots of eyeballs looking at it. but. Oh, my God. You know, they live in a massive house in California. They fly around in private jets, but they're victims and the, the whole world is against them and they have royal titles, the, the Sussexes or whatever they're called. And, oh, I, I do struggle to feel any sympathy for them whatsoever.
2: I actually think they need a bit of couples counselling, so I've got some some advice for them. It starts with their nicknames for each other, H, H and M. Who do they think they are? Working H. for MI6? Did
0: you say H? Yeah, it's yeah. H and M. Yeah, yeah. It's not very
2: creative. I want something a bit warmer and fuzzier, like schnooky Wookie or my red-headed rhino.
0: Don't but you reckon? Yeah, I don't know if I'd go public with red-headed rhino, but <laughs> I do feel a bit sorry for Prince Harry. I mean, look, it's it's not fair, but redheads do cop it a bit, um, more, more than they deserve. You know, people say they don't have souls. They were often burnt at the stake in the Middle Ages and accused of being witches and that sort of thing.
1: And therefore... A witch! A wo
0: So I feel that Harry is starting, you know, well behind just on, <establishing> on that matter alone.
2: What do you think about fashion choices? Maybe he needs to shake it up and take a leaf out of your Hawaiian shirted book because – he might loosen up a bit if he put on a Hawaiian shirt. He's looking a bit well, uptight. I mean, so I think he could loosen up on the, the sort of sartorial front. He seems to be stuck in,
0: in what used to be called California casual, just chinos oh, and a linen God. white shirt. Or and Maybe just a
2: v-neck jump with nothing underneath. A couple boring. of sort of artfully placed bracelets. So I, I'm thinking maybe, maybe a bit of a Hawaiian shirt, a bit of Terry Towling. I did go see straight. a picture
0: of him in 1995 when he was a boy. And his late mother, Diana, took him skiing in Switzerland. Mm. And he actually had a very snazzy beanie on and he uh, had those and, oh ref- no. reflective sunglasses with the earpieces on the outside of the hat, yeah, that which was, cool. was quite the look in the mid-90s. So, so he had that. He, he had the style
2: it. and it's sort of been neutered along with I, everything I, else. I think he,
0: he suffers from the fact that, and he, his um, uh, autobiography is called The Spare, or I think it's just called yeah, Spare. Air and Spare. Yeah, the Air and the Spare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once well, the fact that he was born after William, and then William started pumping out the children via Kate. Oh, um Tom,
2: That do you, do well, you, have, you, you right, express well, it like that? Right,
0: well, in, in the racehorse world,
2: <laughs> yeah, fair
0: it's off. called by William <laughs> out of Kate. That's how you establish the lineage of a they horse. They are people, not racehorses. I know, I know, but they're also the heirs to the throne. Okay. And so Harry, every time William has a child, which he said three, I think, that pushes Harry further down the pecking list, yeah, like yeah. some some – Terrible accident has to happen with all of them in an aeroplane and it blows up or something oh. for for Harry. So suddenly Harry doesn't have a role. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at you know Prince Andrew, who's also run into a bit of bother in his personal life, you know he flew helicopters in the Falklands War. That was probably the highlight for him. Mm, mm. Prince Edward, the the also a, a, not even the spare but the spear to the spare, you know he plays royal tennis and. Um, Talks to flowers and plants a bit like his father, King Charles, does. So it's very hard to be the the, 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 the spare. The next, next, next You don't don't have a purpose.
2: Interestingly, Tom, one bar expressed its views on the series with a brand new beer called Harry's Bitter. And uh, (laughs) as a British salute to Harry and Meghan's self-pitting Netflix show, fittingly with only, quote, 3.9% alcohol, Harry's Bitter is as weak as its namesake. (laughs) Right.
0: And you remember when oh. they got married back in, was it 2018? And they Poor drove age. off in the electric E-type oh. Jaguar. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, people love them then. And now suddenly it's racism yeah. everywhere yeah, and, you know. Right. The, the, do you, the
2: know, the you know what they should do? What? Bring out a duet. Like Sing a song. Islands in the Stream. Or oh, Guilty. Oh, You've got nothing like, to be guilty a
0: of. I love, love climb any mountain near or far we are. Oh, see, I mean, that was fabulous. And, yeah, and,
2: see, if they brought out a duet, I reckon people would warm to them again.
0: There's a fabulous, there's a live version of that where Barbara Streisand, <laughs> oh, interestingly, all, all, also See, wearing, she's a queen. Well, she wears white linen, a bit like Prince Harry, but anyway. And so <laughs> she comes out, it's like 1980, and she's just singing, and suddenly you hear that. Ha, ha. <laughs> and, you know, it's only Barry <laughs> Gibb
1: appears. Barry, Bazzar arrives, also all, all white. white. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh.
0: And this is, you know, three years after Saturday Night Fever, he's still riding oh, well on that.
2: Those two, it puts a tear in my eye. Oh, See, don't uh, you? <laughs> oh, Look at oh. us getting so excited If Harry, about if Harry and Megan did that,
0: I think all would be forgiven.
2: Thanks for listening. Tap the follow or subscribe button on the Elliot Exchange wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and share them with your friends. You can follow me, Elise Elliott underscore media on Instagram to keep up with everything happening on the Elliot Exchange or email Exchange at nine.com.au. If you have a question you want us to answer or you have an issue you want raised on the podcast. So what have we learned, Tom? Well,
0: I've learnt that... Prince Harry's biggest problem is not actually his wife, Megan. It's his older brother, Prince William. <laughs> Without Prince William, Harry would have a completely different life. And I think I've proven during this podcast, at least, that you often say that you don't need a soul to be good at accounting. Yeah. But I think I've proven that accounting can be like the language of romance, for example.
2: <laughs> so I've learned that accounting is indeed sexy and guilty is our new song. ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha.